Hey you guys, we're back. I don't even know what episode we're on. I just know we're close to the end of season two, which is absolutely insane. Um, it's coming close to a year when this whole idea of Boldly Created started. So that's really cool that we're ending season two around the same time as season the year is coming. Um, but today we have a very, very, very special guest. I'm biased, but I am so excited. My heart is so happy just because I get to sit here with um, my best friend of 15 years and have her on the podcast and talk about friendship. So I'm going to let her introduce herself, but I'm so excited. Hey guys, my name's Ansley. Um, I have known Addison since I was seven years old in second grade at Greenway <laughs> Park. Um, so I'm so excited to be here. Um, I remember her starting to tell me about this idea and just believing in her um, and believing in um, the purpose of this podcast. So I'm just very blessed and honored to be here. Yay! I'm so excited you're here. <laughs> so before we start, I know that, um, well, I know, of course, but the audience does not know that Ansley graduated about a year ago um, from Appalachian State and she has a full-time big girl job. Um, so I just wanted to ask you, like, what does that look like for you right now? Like, how are you adjusting? How is the transition? And how is your faith amidst this process? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, so I graduated college in two years. So I went down a bit of a different path than a lot of my peers um, at 20 years old graduating so the transition was, it was interesting um, going from college and taking three hour naps in the middle of the <laughs> afternoon to working nine to five every single day, but um, just so blessed to have a job and to have something that I'm doing that I love in my field, which is communication. So very happy to be doing that and definitely settled in more now that it's been a year since I um, started. It'll be January um, that I've been working a year. That's Yes, very crazy and crazy to think that that's what the rest of your life looks like when you start working. <laughs> that's awesome. So to start it off, we're going to ask you the question that we ask everyone. What would you tell your BC self, your before Christ self? I think the number one thing I would tell my BC self would be something very simple. Um, one of my favorite quotes as it relates to faith and just life in general is the best is yet to come. Um, so, so don't sit in this. Don't um, let this take up all of your energy and your time and your mind. The best is yet to come. I love that. Ah, that's a good one. <laughs> I love the simplicity. Um, so I'm going to let Ansley introduce the topic that we are doing today. Yes. So we're going to talk about friendship. Um, as Addison and I have been friends <laughs> for most of our lives, um, I can't remember a time not being friends with Addison. So we're going to touch on friendship and really in particular friendship as it relates to faith. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for this one just because I was thinking earlier preparing for this, like I was trying to think of like a, you know, monumental story that related back to Christ and like make it inspiring, but like that just didn't happen. There are so many stories that I have with her. And like she said, like we've been in each other's lives for 15 years. And I mean, I think the ultimate thing of how it relates back to Christ is she's seen me since before my BC days and my AC days after Christ days. Like she's seen the whole spectrum of it. She's seen like what it looked like when I was a baby Christian, when I was a lukewarm Christian, when I ran away from Christ and like vice versa. I've seen that with her too. And I think that's so cool and such a testament to be able to say like I've walked through that whole life with her and the whole seasons of like lows and highs and still she's come out of this with knowing Christ and loving him. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I would say that through every phase, um, one thing has remained true and that that's me and Addison are best friends. I mean, we have – conquered high school and middle school and college and different colleges and different high and schools. elementary school. Elementary school. <laughs> I mean, we have hit all the different phases and and you're right. A big part of our journey has been each of us finding God. Mm -hmm. and, and really the best part about that is finding God individually. 
not yeah. even in a journey together, not mm-hmm. at a church together, no. totally separate. Um, so that's been really beautiful. It really has. Okay, so I have a question for both of you guys. Um, so in your relationships, like with each other and with other people, um, how are you the friend that is more like Christ and less like yourself or like the flesh? That's a good question. That's a good question. <laughs> I would say, um, and if you're okay with me kicking yourself, Addison, um, I would say the biggest thing is unconditional. Um, so at the end of the day, Addison and I have had fights. We have strayed away from each other, um, much much like children of God do. Um, we have we have strayed away, and um, and you know, not always been perfect to each other in general, um, but at the end of the day, we've come out stronger and we've mm-hmm. come out closer and it's been unconditional. Yeah. So, and I, and I really think that that's, that's the way Jesus works, of course, mm-hmm. um, and that his love is unconditional and his promises are unconditional. And that's, that's a lot like our friendship. Yeah. I, I love s- that. I'd have to say intentional. Um, I think it's hard, especially with me and Koloe and her and Charlotte, um, to be able to like keep updated with each other's lives. Like sometimes it's a voice memo when we haven't talked in a couple weeks or it's an Instagram DM. Like it just kind of varies of how busy we are. Um, but when mm-hmm. I am home, it's making that time to like see each other and spend time with one another and catch up on each other's lives and not be um, surrounded by like social media and our phone. Like just being able to sit there and be like, okay, this is what's happening. Like this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm feeling. And being mm-hmm. able to have that time together so I think intentional um is what comes to mind when I think of that and it's cool because I mean you guys can't see unless we do upload this on YouTube but behind us we have another one of our friends and I think of that too with her is like it's my friend Jesse I think of that intentional thing like her and Ansley are the people that I call the most and I really keep in contact with most while I'm gone and I think it's like playing phone tag sometimes or like what about you with like me and you I think that sometimes knowing when to listen and then knowing when to talk as well. I think that I'm definitely a talker, obviously. Um, I will talk about anything for as long as possible. Um, But I think really knowing when to like stop talking and to listen. And obviously Jesus listens to us every single day. He listens to all our prayers. He knows what we are feeling in our heart. And I think that the best way for me to be like Jesus in my friendships is to just know when to stop talking and just to listen to like my friends and what they need or just how their day's going and, and be the one to stop talking for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I love that. Friends can sometimes lead us to sin. How can we navigate those friendships that lead us to God while also partaking in those not so fruitful friendships? Because I know that, you know, Jesus sat with sinners and he, um, our whole reason for being here is to bring more people to heaven and make heaven more crowded. So in order to do that, you can't have a circle full of believers you have to have those non-believers and those on the spec or the line because you have to be able to be a disciple of christ and spread his love so how do you guys think you navigate that i would say it goes back to to what i said about our friendship is just being a listening and being unconditional um avoiding the judgment that it is a stereotype for christians to be to be very judgmental um and so so pushing off that stereotype and showing people no Christians are not um, hateful and they are not judgmental. And and to be Christ-like is to be a listener and to be unconditional with your love, um, even if someone is doing something that that maybe you wouldn't do for yourself. So it also goes back to remaining true to yourself as well and not letting someone else's actions dictate what you do Mm -hmm. as well, but knowing that you can be there for those people, even Mm -hmm. if, if the way they are doing something or the way they've approached a situation is not exactly how you would handle it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that 
it also goes back to like, you are the average of your five closest friends. Um, and I think that's a really good like boundary in a way, because like the average person is going to have more than, you know, five friends. Um, you have those few that are like, your like solid rock solid friends you'll always have, but you know, chances are you have more friends than just a couple. And I think that, um, knowing that a couple of your friends are going to be like those ones that you go to, like you're there for each other. Like you're not fair weather friends. You're, you're there through the highs and the lows and it's okay to have friends that aren't Christian as well. Like we're actually called to be friends with people that are not Christian because how else are you going to, you know, help make disciples and make heaven more crowded. Um, but I think just knowing like your boundaries and knowing that like you can only go so far with that friendship and you can't, like you can only pour so much into one person if they're not pouring back into you. So I think just knowing that like you kind of have to be on guard when you're around people that aren't Christian, because you don't want to fill yourself up with that so much that like you become full of that. Like you want to be full of Christ instead. Yeah. I really like how you brought up boundaries and seasonal friends just because those are two things um, that I think have been really helpful having Ansley in my corner for 15 years, Um, especially with like seasonal friends, because there will be those friends for both of us where we're like, oh my God, like these people are going to be my wedding. They're going to be my forever friends, like blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, sadly you realize that they're not. But I think having people like Ansley and knowing that they're going to be there forever. And I can say that without like not worrying that that's going to happen because like she is stuck with me for life. So that sucks for her. But (laughs) I mean, it just helps because like, it reminds me that I'm not alone and you're never alone when you have God in your corner, but something that I can see, I'm reminded of that when I see Ansley. Cause it's like, okay, this isn't working out and I'm going through this hard time, but then I'm turning around when I come back to Charlotte and I see her and I'm like, I'm okay because I have at least one person in my corner. I love that. Absolutely. Unconditional. (laughs) That's the theme, right? (laughs) To go along with what I just said, um, Proverbs 18.24 says, One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And I think that like refers to the Lord as obviously that friend, but then it also goes back to like Ansley is that person for me too. Because in a way, I know they're not being like literal, but like I am an only child. So growing up, I did only have Ansley to like fight with and like, you know, whatever we did when we were little. But like she is the sister that I never grew up with. And I mean, she is that way for my parents too. Like they think of her as a second daughter and everything. And it's just, that goes in line with that verse for me in the life that I'm living right now. Yeah. That whoever, you know, people come and go through all the different seasons, but some things stay true. And of course God stays true, mm-hmm. but um, so do we. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think that, you know, when you first go out in your faith, you're taught like, you're not meant to do life alone. That's the point of small groups. That's the point of church. That's the point of community. Like you're just not meant to do the life alone because Mm -hmm. if you were like, who would hold you accountable? Who would direct you in the ways when you're going the wrong way? And I mean, we're called to carry one another's burdens. You can't carry all your burdens alone, but while you're still supposed to have fellowship and community, you can't rely all on that because if you rely fully on flesh you're going to be disappointed over and over again because flesh will let you down every day because it changes. Like your mood changes, what you're going through changes. But the Lord, like we said before, like stays consistent yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And he will always be the same. He doesn't go through the moods like we do. Absolutely. And thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? Um, That that reminds me of the verse Proverbs 27, 17. And that says, Iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Mm -hmm. And I always go back to that verse when I think about friendships or companionships or community, whatever it may be, because 
like you said, we're not meant to do life alone and, and iron sharpens iron, which means like we sharpen each other. Um, and how are you going to become sharpened if you you're standing alone? Like it, it can't happen. Um, and you know, going off my own personal experience, like I've had my relationship with Christ when I've had a really good community that's Christian. And then when I haven't had that Christian community and I can say that, I mean, it makes a world of difference. Like, I mean, when you have that Christian community and friendship around you, like you, you don't slip up as much. You have people to hold you accountable. You don't feel like you're in it, you know, alone. Like you have those people to walk through life with and go through the same struggles you do. And for you to know that, you know, you're not the only one struggling with A, B or C. And, um, I just, I can't imagine ever not having it again. So I just, yeah. I think it's also really important when you have those friends that will kind of redirect you in a loving way, because sometimes it can be seen as, oh, you're like attacking me and all this stuff. But it's like, it, it means something else when people come to me and are like, hey, I see you're doing this. How are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. is this the way you should be going when you're living for Christ? Or are you kind of leaning more towards the world? And yeah, those conversations are so awkward. I feel like I'd probably throw up if I was going to have a conversation like that. But I would, one, want to do it with good intentions and them knowing that I'm coming to them lovingly. But once, like, I have had a friend come to me and done that, and it did world like a world change for me. Like, it really made me, like, kind of reflect on myself and be like, whoa, like, I am doing this. How do I fix this? And how do I rely more on God and less on myself? Because I was relying on myself, and I obviously put myself in a bad position. (laughs) But I think it's really – it speaks volumes when you have intentional and unconditional friends and fellowship. Yeah, absolutely. Lily, I did want to say something um, about the verse that you said – it really made me think about how friendship is also supposed to bring about when you say iron sharpens iron, that friendship is meant to to bring out your strengths. It's not meant to highlight your weaknesses. So when I think about iron sharpening iron, I think about just focusing on those good things and those strong things about that person and really illuminating them and bringing them to life. And that's that's the goal. I mean, we're all flawed and, and we were made that way and, and that's okay. But friendship should um, – it shouldn't point out your weaknesses. It should absolutely bring about um, the best things about you um, and sharpen those those attributes. So I'm very grateful that Addison has also always always highlighted the good things about me. <laughs> and hopefully I've done the same. <laughs> you have. Um, something that came to mind when you said that, I was reading an article on Table Talk Magazine, and they said, I love this, but they said, you can't demand perfection from imperfect people. And I really loved that because I think so often, especially with like friendships, and I mean, Ansley's one of them, like, I'll expect something from her, but then I have to realize she's not God. She's not perfect. She's not, she barely even probably doesn't even know I'm thinking right now. And I can't expect things like that. Like I expect that from you, Lily. I expect that from like everyone. And it's like, we all do that. And then we have to kind of, you know, go back and reflect and be like, okay, they one, don't know what I'm thinking. They are mind readers. And two, realize why am I expecting this from them when they can't meet that expectation? Like we are not the Lord. We are not in control. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. And I think that, yeah, it goes back to the same thing. It's, it's you know, we definitely, I fall into it. I have very high expectations and I tend to get very anxious when my expectations aren't met. Um, but but bringing it back to the fact that, that people are not perfect, even the people you hold closest to you are not perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, even in a relationship like mine and Addison's, I know that she gets very frustrated with me um, when I do not answer calls <laughs> um, and when I am not a good responder via text message. 
Um, but just just trusting that she knows that I am flawed and that I love her still and that me texting her is not a reflection of of how much I love her. And mm-hmm. um, again, bringing it back to that verse, Lily, that mm-hmm. we, we really need to focus on each other's strengths and not do what humans innately do, which is just to look at the bad and to look at it, you know, glass half empty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's important not to do that in friendship. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, that reminds me of a verse, um, and it's Ecclesiastes 4.10, and it says, if either of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity anyone who has who falls and has no one to help them up. Um, and that just goes right back into it, like, iron sharpens iron, yes, and, and you can make each other stronger and grow together, but, you know, the time will come when, when someone falls. I mean, we just live on an imperfect world that's going to happen, and it's just so great to know that even like in the Bible, it says like, if one of them falls down, the other can help them up. And if you're alone, nobody can help you up. Yeah. So that's just another reminder to like surround yourself with Christian friendships and Christian community, because one day you're going to fall and you're not, you're going to need help up, you know? Yeah. I love that. I've never heard that one. And I really like that um, verse mm-hmm. and what it stands for. It reminds me of the one, <laughs> this is funny, but it reminds me of that saying where it's like, um, I'll help you up after I stop laughing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's just what I kept thinking when you were saying the verse. <laughs> That's but, so funny. <laughs> but you should definitely help your friend up <laughs> before doing yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but you know, when you're middle school, you saw those like in the gift shop and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I have a few questions to end us on. The first question is, what would you tell those listening that may be walking through a loss of a best friend? Um, I know I've definitely walked through those stages. So what would you tell somebody that may be walking through that situation? That's really hard um, because it's so much easier to say it when you're, you're, you know, coming from an outside perspective. But I would say to trust that the people who are meant to be here through all of the seasons, because um, there are people that that are meant to, you know, be here for a season and not forever. Mm-hmm. And that's just the sad reality of things. To To find some kind of peace amongst the pain that the people who are meant to stay are going to stay. Yeah. Um, but to also be self-reflective, um, not to say you should blame yourself, of course, ever, but to think, is there something that um, I can say to this person? Is there a way that I've hurt them? Is there a way that they've hurt me that I can you know, be open and communicate about? Because that's really how every relationship is, whether it's you know a family relationship, a friendship, a you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, that communication is key and you know, whether it's drifting away is maybe a different story, but if something has happened, can we, can we, you know, reconcile? Can we communicate about this? Can we, can we talk about this? And can I be an advocate for myself and, and a good friend to them at the same time? Cause it isn't one or the other. Mm -hmm. I think also like, I love how you mentioned the reflective part because I think it is important, like you said, not to blame yourself, but to also like ask the question, like, is there a way that I could have been a better friend? Is there a way I could have been a better person? Like, what could I have done that was more mm-hmm. Christ-like and less flesh-like? Um, and I think that I, someone told me once, and this is when I was going through like a drifting away friendship, um, they said, um, God closes one door because he hears conversations that you didn't. And I think that really spoke to me because sometimes like all friendships – not all friendships are fruitful. And I mean, I'm guilty of things like that too. Um, but I think like Ansley had said earlier, like you have to look at friendships, like are they highlighting your weaknesses or are they highlighting your strengths? And that's really important because a lot of times girls, especially in this day of age, can get so tempted by going into 
certain crowds because they don't want to be alone. And mm-hmm. I think it speaks more volumes to have less friends and those friends being like your main circle and they're there to highlight your strengths and not your weaknesses than to have like 15,000 that maybe don't even care about you. Quality over quantity, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my last question is my last question is for Ansley, and I'm going to add to this, but this is like specific to our friendship. What would you say to people who are listening that are kind of like, wow, like 15 years, how in the world did you do that? How is that possible to not want to kill one another in 15 years? I would say first that you will want to kill one another. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say make plans. Yeah. Um, and um, kind of make dreams too. Yeah, dream together and, and not even just you know, for plans together. Like Addison and I have taken so many beach trips, whether it be as kids with each other's families, as adults, uh, day trips, one night trips, Myrtle Beach trips, mountain Mm -hmm. trips, concerts. I mean, you name it, cookout trips. Honestly, I mean, we (laughs) go to cookout and get a, you know, chicken quesadilla with a Y'all, that quesadilla sauce. sauce. I'm not kidding. Get it. All the time. I mean, at least like once every time we see each other. And and that is important to not to not forget about the small moments mm-hmm. and the mundane things. I mean, yeah. talk about, you know, sit in the car at cookout and eat your quesadilla and and talk about what you're going through yeah. and and have those conversations. But also realize that that going a couple weeks or a couple months even without talking, if that is the right, like if it is a friendship that is strong and that, like you said, is fruitful, it is going to stay and you're yeah. going to see each other and it'll be like no time passed and you'll be stronger for it. Um, so make plans, dream together, dream about your own lives individually, dream about where you can go as friends, um, go to cookout, <laughs> you know, sit and have those conversations. <laughs> I also think like not having barriers up because when you hold barriers and facades and act like things are okay when they're not you can't help them through it or you can't encourage them or support them the way the way they need to because there are so many like events and scenarios when each of us could have made facades and pretend everything was okay but we wouldn't have been the support we needed for one another if we had done that um and I think like Ansley said like you can go months and not talk and, you know, come back together and no time has passed. Like there's another girl that we grew up with for 15 years and I might not see her as much, but like when we're together, it's like no time has passed. Like we're still our seven-year-old selves goofing off and being ridiculous. But it's definitely like you'll have friendships that are maybe not, you won't see them a lot, but when you see them, it's still fruitful and it's still fun. But then there's friendships like Ansley and I, like maybe you go a month or a week and you don't see each other, but you're still best friends. Yeah, and there's not even a question about it. I mean, not even a question. (laughs) That's it for us this week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And Ansley, thank you so much for coming on. It was a pleasure having you and being able to talk about friendship and just our journey of 15 years. Stay tuned for Flavor of the Week. Thanks for having me. All right, guys, it's time for Flavor of the Week. So to get us started, we're going to start with our guest, Ansley. So Ansley, what is your flavor of the week this week? It is a verse coming from Isaiah. Um, So it's a little bit long, but stick with me. It says, do not be afraid for I have ransomed you. I've called you by name. You are mine. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Because you are precious to me, you are honored, and I love you. 
Isaiah 4, 43, 1 through 4. That is my favorite verse, Isaiah 43, 1. And I love the rest of it too. It's so good. <laughs> so good. That's so cool. What about you, Addison? My favorite of the week is How to Be Yours by Chris Renzema. Um, I really love this song. My friend, uh, this past weekend when we were in Asheville, she told me the backstory of it. And the first part is um, him having a conversation with the Lord. And the second part is the Lord having a conversation with him. And I thought that was so cool. And it made the song so much more special. What about you, Lily? So mine is a song by I Am They, and the song is called No Impossible With You. And I love I Am They. They have so many good songs, especially on this album. And this is just one that I've been listening to the most this week. So go and listen to it. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Well, I think that's all for us for Flavor of the Week. Now, we hope you guys have a great weekend, a great week, and stay safe, you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.